Good morning. I'm delighted once again to be with you um, in the Word of God. Uh, the lesson of today is just the continuation of the last week uh, uh, preaching, where we heard Samuel was very successful as a judge. He was able to draw people to God in repentance. And they were able to worship God and to remove the idols among themselves. And today is the continuation where Samuel now become an old man. When he become an old man, he appoint two of his sons to be the judges. But these two sons, they were a failure. They took bribes and they bended the justice. Therefore, the elders of the people of Israel, they came together and went to Samuel and said, now that you are old and your sons is not going in your way, appoint for us a king. Like all other nations, I just want to give the context of the situation of that time. The Israel was a very special nation with no conventional government. God was their king, and God appoints prophets or judges to carry out some tasks. So God chooses people. If there is a problem, the prophet is the one to solve the problem or to lead people. Like Moses, when he led people through the desert, God was communicating through him. And the time of Samuel God was communicating through Samuel and do the judge and do all good work that God wants. And if there is a war, they're the one to advise people. So the focus is not actually in the place of the judge or the prophet. But the focus of the people of Jews was in the temple the place of worship, where God is acknowledged and recognized as a king and ruler and savior. So this was very important. The prophet was not important, but God, who behind the prophet, who is solving everything. When people are hungry, he will give them food, like in desert. If they don't have water, he will give them. If they're going for fight, God will stand with them. So God was... They are king. But the corruption sometimes is a very difficult thing. Because of corruption, people said, no, we don't want the judge anymore. So that was the end of the time of judges. So that was beginning a new era of the kingship. So the people said, we don't want um, the judge anymore. We want to get rid of your sons. We want a king like other people. Because there was many reasons 
their sons twist the justice. If I take the example of Sudan, injustices have been continuing for a long time in Sudan. Like for us as a black people, we have two like Arabs and the black Africans. So the Arabs, they are in the power. They in the government, dominated the government for a long time. If there is anything, you are black, you will not be listened to. But instead, you will be accused. One time when the government applied Sharia law, I said, we Christians, we don't need that. I was counted somebody who is not good, who is not obeying the government. When you have money, you survive. The Sharia law, many people, their hands were chopped off. But if you come to see those old people, it's just the poor people. It's only the poor people. So it was very difficult. In the U.S. here, we have over 70,000 Sudanese and South Sudanese in the U.S. These are refugees. And they came here because injustices. This is what happens when there is no justice. Not only the Sudanese are here, but my brother, for example, is in his, two brothers are in Australia. And the sister I follow, she is in Egypt. People are in Finland. I went to like 35 states in the U.S. here. Every place I went, I found Sudanese. Even in Hawaii, I was thinking this is too far, but also I found Sudanese. <laughs> so God is asking us and is reminding us to consider what we do in our families, what we do in our community. Justice is very important. Not only that, but you know, the children of Samuel, they did not go in his way. So we have a big and major role as parents. Yes, we're providing food for the children and we provide other things, education and all this, but also a spiritual life. Because from the family, we get good people, like Samuel. But from the family, the same family, we can get bad people. We heard just a few minutes ago they were shooting in the city. And this is the product of the family. So I encourage all of us to put emphasis on the spiritual life of our children. We try as much as we can. I know some of them, they will listen. Some of them, they may not. But let our Bibles to be open in our houses. One time I went to England and uh, I realized the church, there was no any child. That was my first time in the year 2002. I asked, where is the children? 
They said the children are doing sports on Sunday. And I said, yesterday also I did not see them. They said they're shopping. So if we can find time for children to shop and do sports, we need to find time for them also to have the word of God. We will not be happy if our children are going somewhere and we are going to heaven. That will not be good. It is hard, but the Bible is reminding us to open the Bibles and invite people. We can invite priests. We can invite bishops. Come to our home. Come to speak to us. This is their work. It's not only in the church, in the church but we can invite them in the, our houses to come and share with us. So, The people of Israel were influenced by other neighbors. They see what people do, the kings that they do. They have kings, they have chariots, they have many different things. So they want to change to that life. They want to be like other people. To begin self-autonomy, this is what the world we like in Sudan. We said the government is bad, we want just self-autonomy. We want to rule ourselves. So this is what the king, they were asking another political um, type of life. To rule themselves. To get rid away from God. So when Samuel hear that, he was not happy. Why? Because these people, they are asking a wrong king. They just want the king like other kings in the nation. If I give some examples, how was the behavior and the character of the other kings? If we count the king Pharaoh in Egypt, he was counted as God. They see Pharaoh as God. And also, not that only, but he don't die. If he die, he will come through the birth again. So that was the type of, of, the, of the kings. And the other king is the king of Assyria, Syria. They said he can die, but the king cannot make mistakes. He was the, the leader of the state and the leader of the religion. The words that this king speak is rules. It's not negotiable. It's just rules. So this is the type of the kings in that time. This is the king that the people of Israel, they ask. They want to have a king like this. But... Samuel was upset because choosing another king, it means rejection of God. God was planning to give them a king, but with a specific standard and his own time. He already wrote that in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 
14 to 12. There is a guidance. In case you people of Israel, you want a king, this is how you choose your king. First of all, you choose the king that God chooses. This is number one. You choose the king according to God's will, God's standard. Number two, he must be among yourselves, not somebody foreign. There is a, lot, a long list of how they choose the king, the king that's ruled according to God's law. Not only that, but he said the king should record the laws and keep them and read them all his life. So this is the type of king that God's want them if they want king. But they say, no, no, no. We don't want that type of king. We want the king that will, who will be like other people. But God said to Samuel, you tell them the consequences. If they choose this king, what will happen to them? In our reading, there's a lot of things which are not good. He said, if you choose a king like that, he will rule over you. You will take your sons as soldiers and servants. You will take your daughters, even high tax. Even you will be slaves to him. And when you ask him, he will not help you. So this is all what God told these people. Because God knows the future. He knows the future. And he said, the king should not have, they will have many wives. And that all brings the problem. Even though people had all these difficulties, they say, but still we want the king. But still we want. Sometimes we, in our lives, God tells us the consequences of things. But always human beings choose what they think. God respects their freedom. In the Garden of Eden, he told them, if you eat this tree, you will die. People say, okay, you want to be like God? And they add. In the same time, in the time of Noah, he said, the rain will come from heaven. You get into the ark. People say, no. There is nothing like that. They choose to be out, and they were perished. Always people reject God's rules, God's commandment. Even in our time, he said, you be prepared, I will come back. But some of us, that's not even in, our, in their mind. They do whatever they do. So, what that mean when somebody you tell him everything. You tell him the consequences. What will happen to them, the danger. 
and still decide to say, okay, I will just go this. That means these people, they don't want God. They want to be king in their lives. They don't want God to be the supernatural being, the creator who tells them. They don't want the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, God says things, then you implement. They don't want that system. They don't want to obey God. And number two, not only, but they want to change their identity. They're rejecting their identity. Identity of people of Israel, they are holy people. They're special nation. This is the identity of people of Israel. They have a special relationship with God. God is their king. They can obey him. They can protect him. They protect them. But they don't want that. They don't want to be people of Israel anymore. They don't want to be holy. Because God said, be holy because I'm holy. This is what they are rejecting their identity. They want to just be like, like any other nations. And this is what's affecting the church today. We are called to be light as the church, even here in incarnation. We are called to be light, to be salt of the world. We are called as saints. We are saints. We are holy people. We are special people. God sends us. But in these days, the church is rejecting God's mission of the church. We are rejecting God's commandment, God's rules in our families. What God is doing, saying, we are doing opposite. In Sudan, some people, they have 3, 2, 5, 17, 20 wives. And I met somebody who has 17 wives. And he's Christian. He go to the church. Church says, just take one wife. No, many people are marrying many wives, so the church is influenced by other cultures, other people. The God said the marriage should be between a man and wife. People say no. They don't want to follow the system of God. Okay. Here we can ordain, we can marry woman and woman. That's not this is the world thing. God's things as there is not negotiable. What he says, we just we do. It's not democracy. No, this is human right. Many people, this is their rights. We don't confuse the human rights with God's word. So this is always because the majority, because of many people, they're doing that. We were talking about girlfriends and boyfriends. 
sex in the only in the marriage. Uh, but people say, no, we, we want to try, and then we live together, but sometimes that's not God's way. And many things, even on individual basis, we do things that's not pleasing God. When we're rejecting these laws, it's not just we're rejecting the laws, but we're rejecting God. We're rejecting God. So in my Bible, when Samuel heard all this bad news, what he did, he went to console, he went to pray. I think in this lesson, we learn when we have challenges, financial challenges, when we have family challenges, the best way we do it, we go to prayer. Don't try to fight your war alone. As a Christian, you consult God. You pray before you go and fight. Fight your financial problem. Fight your friends. Fight whatever. So we need to pray. So the rejection of the people of Israel, the king is rejection of God. And always human being, as we read also in the New Testament, they rejected Jesus as a king. Rejection is not say, I don't want Jesus. You might say, I love Jesus. But the action we do is opposite. So let us consider every day when we go to work, when we go to school, we ask ourselves what God wants me to do today. Or when we have a problem, what's the God's will in this problem? How am I going to forgive? How am I going to stay with the people together? How am I going to help? We need to consult God and follow his rule. When we follow his rules, when you're obedient to him, then we accept him. It's not by the word, but by the action. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.